Welcome back to Podcast 51. I'm Tom Delore. And I'm Amir Bankston. Well, there was a delay there. <laughs> Some dramatic entrance. Yeah, dude, I've been, you know, I'm sad. No, I'm not, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad. I'm sad that I'm in this room with you right now. We're Shut doing a podcast. Up. No, I'm just playing. What are we talking about? Or what are you going to... Okay, you go with your thing. <laughs> well, this week, as I promised, we're talking about the moon landing, finally. Oh, the first time we've done something that we promised to do an episode on at the end of an episode, and we actually did also it. Wanna say, <laughs> also want to say that I never said it was going to be this week, but I was like, I got to give the people what they want. Look, I'm going to say, folks, whenever we say that we're going to do an episode next week. It's like ne- it's, a, it's like two months away. Yeah, like it's never <laughs> believed that we're actually going to do that episode. As soon as we end it, don't ever, don't listen. Yeah. That, like, don't listen to the point where we say, next week, yeah, just cut it off just right there. Like, unless, we'll skip it and then get to where I say my thing. Yeah. And then. <laughs> Hit that little 10 second skip forward. Yeah. And then you jump in. <laughs> Which on a side note, really fast side note. There's the 15 second skip on certain things. And like what happens when you have under 15 seconds? It doesn't like skip to it. It just ends or it doesn't even end. It keeps you at that spot. And that was messing with me for a while. But now. Also, we want to make an announcement. Oh, okay. Is that starting next year, we're going to have a new podcast called Adam Sandler and Friends. And we're just going to go through all of Adam Sandler's works. All his works with the all his friends. The demand was so high after that last episode. Yep. Like, we want to hear more about David Spade. Yeah, that everyone wants to know. <laughs> we're going to go through all his friends' works and we're going to rank them. <laughs> and then at the end of the year, we're going to do a giant ranking on what's his most talented friend. <laughs> including him. Because he's not his most talented. <laughs> he used to be his talented friend, but not the most. But I'm saying that's, that's actually coming. not coming. There's actually a few podcasts that we're gonna announce right now since we're doing it. So Netflix Club is coming back, folks. We're re- <laughs> no, okay. Raving Geeks too. Raving Geeks too. Even Geekier. We're all coming back. We're we're coming back with a, a vengeance. Oh. We're calling it summer. No, that's not gonna be summer. We're calling it school year. 1819 revenge. That's tour. a good name. What about the scream tour? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into this. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's go. So, moon landing. Is it real? Is it fake? And so Or is it a little bit of both? Maybe. Yeah. And so the idea that the moon landing may not have been totally legitimate began in 1976 um, with a self-published book, We Never Went to the Moon, America's $30 billion swindle. By uh, Bill Casing, who apparently likes to cut right to the chase with his titles. Yeah. You didn't even have to read the book <laughs> yeah. at that point. So Casing was a former U.S. Navy officer with a Bachelor of Arts in English who was hired as a senior technical writer in 1956 by a rocket dyne, which uh, built F-1 engines that were used in the Saturn V rocket. And prior to this, like Casing— F-150s? Yes, Ford F-150. Hmm. So he's a real man. He is a real man. He's four tough. <laughs> Prior to this, though, Casing actually had no knowledge of rockets or technical writing. So his hiring is a bit odd. Um, and also the, the fact that he's now being like, this is all fake. It's like, all right, what do you actually know? And so he, he served good titles. Apparently, he served as the head of the technical publications unit at the company's propulsion field laboratory for nine years. And Casing's book claimed that a successful manned moon landing had a point zero zero one seven percent success rate and that it would have been easier for the u.s to just fake the moon landing than to actually land on the moon and so casing and this book kind of opened the door to many other conspiracy theorists and ideas and to put it into perspective this whole like idea 
Um, if this conspiracy were to be true, um, that would mean that over 400,000 people who worked on the Apollo project would all have to be involved in the course of 10 years. And that, and that's a lot of people to keep a secret. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it seems like if it were true, something would have come out by now. Someone would have spilled the beans. It's probably like, like, very concrete. Yeah. It's like how I feel about if the, like the whole earth being flat, like that means that every single country that already doesn't get along with each other mm-hmm. would have to universally be like, you know what? We're going to spread this rumor that the world mm-hmm. is actually a spear, but it's really flat. A spear? Is it not a spear? It's a sphere. It's, it's up to you. It's tomato, tomato. <laughs> There's an H. In, never mind. It's, it's not, not worth it. You're an H. <laughs> O-E. Oh, if you could spell it, you know what I said. <laughs> wow. We're trying to cater to a family-friendly audience here. Well, then you're, hopefully your, your son does not know how to – or daughter. Hopefully they don't know how to spell yet. Uh, but anyways, 6% of Americans, uh, according to Gallup, believe that the moon landing was fake, which constitutes nearly 20 million people. I can see that. That's Wait, of Americans? Yes. Wow. And so why would we actually fake it, though? What would be the point? And so the first thing is the space race. And so the moon landing, um, as we know, occurred in the midst of the Cold War between the U.S. and the Soviet Union. Um, And as we know, the Soviet Union won the race to space, but landing on the moon was something new, an accomplishment that would overshadow the Soviets where we do accomplish it. Um, And so... This would be hard to pull off for a few reasons. The obvious one being the fact that it um, never had been done before and space travel is insanely complicated and difficult. The second being the large intelligence network built by the Soviets who were also trying to compete for the same goal. And so if the um, if the Soviets caught the U.S. faking the moon landing, that would be a tremendous win for the Soviets in terms of propaganda. And so conspiracy theorist Bart Sibrel, who will come up later on as well, noted that uh, noted about this that Quote, the Soviets did not have the capability to track deep space aircraft until late in 1972, immediately after which the last Apollo, uh, the last three Apollo missions were abruptly canceled, which is certainly odd timing when you think about that. Um, but many would actually assert that these weren't as out of nowhere as Sibro would make it seem because these cancellations had been announced um, two years prior um, to cut costs. Another reason why we might do it is the shame. Um, some believe that NASA faked the landings to avoid a humiliating loss in the space race and ensure future funding for themselves. NASA had raised around $30 billion for their manned moonshot, um, and Casing believes that this money could have been used to buy the silence of a lot of people. There's also um, the humiliation of the U.S. at large at stake. Not only would we have lost the space race, but JFK would have been wrong in saying that we would have uh, had a man on the moon by the end of the decade. Well, JFK sort and sort of wasn't there to see that. So. Yeah, so we had to do it in his honor. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Some uh, theorists believe that with, um, with all the unknown dangers of space, it would be incredibly risky to broadcast the first moonwalk. Someone could die up there or some, something could go horribly wrong, and that's seen by the whole world pretty much. And to this, others would say that NASA faced this later, uh, this kind of shame later on with many of their other failed launches, which did result in casualties and were also broadcast. And the uh, last kind of reason is the Vietnam distraction. And so in 2009, the American Patriots uh, Friends Network claimed that the U.S. government drew attention from the war in Vietnam um, which was deeply, which was uh, the landings drew attention from the Vietnam War, which was deeply unpopular at the time. And supporters of this would point to the end of the Vietnam War around the time of the manned landings. 
Um, so kind of they both ended at the same time, probably maybe for a reason. But again, this isn't so coincidental when you consider that um, the two were actually competing for funds and NASA was already trying to cut costs to make themselves viable. And so this kind of brings us to what is the evidence um, of sorts? Dun, dun, dun. Um, and so theorists like to mainly focus on uh, the photos taken by NASA to support their case. Wait, Point- hold on. Before we jump into the evidence real quick. Okay. So back to like, so they're saying that, so NASA ended up getting $33 million. No, $30 billion. $33 billion, I meant to say. Where are you getting the three I from? I mean, $30 billion. <laughs> $30 billion. And they, they're saying that they would have divided up by 20,000 people. Didn't, well, wasn't there 20, A lot of people. A lot more. Well, they said 400,000 people over the course of the whole time, Jesus. which I thought was insane too. Um, but yeah, they would have, well, not necessarily that, but they would have used it. I guess you'd have to pay everybody, but they yeah. were mostly talking about paying off higher up people. Well, no, you'd have to pay everyone. Yeah, I guess, but yeah. I mean, I mean so, they're, so they're, okay, basically it's saying that they would have to get, so they got $30 billion to split around 400,000 people. So let me let me divide this up. I tried to. My phone would not go, go that really? like, many billions. 30 billion, that's million? Yeah. Um, I don't think. You're right, you, I can't either. Yeah, you can't go to Wait, can I, turn, can I make it go sideways? That's messed up, dude. You're not supposed to make your phones go sideways. They never asked for that. I want to tell. Why are you scratching over there? Sounds like you have a, a can. Oh, I, that's don't worry about it. Anyway, so yeah, so any like back to what I was saying. So you keep talking, I'm gonna do the math on my computer. So, for that sounds that's crazy because that's a lot of people to have to pay off to also mm-hmm. make them not to like tell them to be quiet or something like that. Then the other option, I could see like the whole fear because then uh, you don't want Russia or the USSR back then, as it was called. To, you know, or Soviet Union to get, you know, popping again. I mean, they were already popping, but <laughs> if that happened, they'd take over. We all be wearing red instead of, you know. Wow. 75000 per person. That's if it was divided light. evenly. Uh, well, in the 60s, that's actually not that bad. That's so, actually pretty light. I mean, that's pretty big in the 60s. Was the moon landing 1968? Yeah. Um, let me find out. Let me do a currency converter. Keep going. So, uh, that would be interesting, but at the same time, my only thing is what that is. First off, Russia was already like sneaking people in clearly. Or we had, I feel like we had Soviet spies. Yeah, so it'd be very hard to pull off. So it'd be very hard to put off, pull off hiding it. And plus, we didn't get there first anyway. A dog was already in space. But yeah, but we uh, we didn't get okay to the moon. Yeah, to the moon. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry, it was 1969, July 1969. Okay, so <laughs> barely missed it there. Mr. President, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, it makes sense. I can see that. Uh, so $75,000 in 1969 um, is worth $520,000 in 2018. Half okay, a million. Yeah, I, I, I was, mm. But then time would have kept going on, and that would have quickly turned to nothing. You know, you thinking you're going to live off that for a long time, and then Reaganomics comes in, okay. and then you're poor. All right. So then, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd probably would have told. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, you'd probably get more money for telling. Yeah, I would have snitched. I'd have been like, well, that's the thing, though. Actually, there was like 10 or so people no. that died, yeah, and people think, say, that they are, the people think that they were killed potentially to <laughs> cover them up. That was a good as, as Grant shakes his head no. But that was the 60s back in the good old days where, if you know, if something happened, that was back when they 
hypothetically could make you disappear and no one would notice because like you didn't have Facebook to be like Tony's gone, you know, like. Well, even today there was like that CDC agent that just like disappeared yeah, for like a on. month. Yeah, that's on him, dude. He was found. Uh, yeah, in a river. He got found. Uh, see, they found him. Eventually. Eventually. Um, but yeah, he so I, that's the thing. There's like. It'd be hard to, so, enough to keep it within that entire group of people that would have known. Yeah. And then also, well, I guess not that many people would have to know, though. If ne- a bunch of people could think that they're doing it, and then they just shoot it in, like, this sound studio or whatever, and they never were there. They didn't have all 400,000 people there People there at the shooting, you know? Mm. Do you feel me? Yeah, I feel you. No, yeah. I don't. I, I don't. Well, I'll get to that. Well, let's end. get to the evidence. Okay, so... Like I said, the theorists focus mainly on the NASA photos to support their case, pointing to abnormalities in the images. In some photos, so I'm going to start going through these. In some photos, crosshairs seem to appear behind objects, which would have been impossible due to the um, raso plates fitted to the cameras, which suggests that the objects had been placed over the crosshairs. Photoshopped in or something. They didn't have Photoshop, didn't have Photoshop back then, so I mean. I don't know, whatever the equivalent of Photoshopping. Pasted in. Copy and pasting. Uh, Did they even have copy and paste back in the day? No. Well, not. Well, they had literally copy and paste. What I'm saying, like, to put on a TV. Yeah, they. Film editing? Yes, they did. This is right. 1969. Yeah, for sure. Hey, dude, don't get upset that you, you know, you were there. That's me. I'm like <laughs> yeah. 60 years old. Yeah. You look like it. Wow. Uh, but about this, photo analysts note that this occurs only in scanned photos. Tom is really youthful, folks. I don't think I am, but yeah. I'll take it. But anyway, so back to that. Photo analysts note that this occurs, this kind of um, appearance that the objects are actually behind, uh, or excuse me, in front of the crosshairs, that this um, occurs um, is a common effect of overexposure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so these are also not the originals. This doesn't occur in the originals. It's only in the scanned copies of them. Um, some point that the crosshairs, um, to the fact that the crosshairs are not centered. But photo analysis note that this is due. Photo analysis? Photo analysis? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it feels wrong you when I was saying it. Photo analysts note that this is due to cropping for aesthetic impact. Okay. Um, some point that the quality of the images is way too high for 1969, but photo analysts would note that NASA took a lot of photos and only chose the images of the highest quality. Yeah. Also, Which, duh. through time, they would have got better. That's the thing. Oh, like a re... Yeah, um, like you yeah, probably okay. would have kept, you know, updating them. Uh, some people will point out that there are no stars in any of the images. They can't be seen. It's and, a grainy television. It wasn't in color. Well, there's images, actually, also. The television would be hard, but the images of the that they took on the moon themselves that were then distributed, yeah. those ones, there's no stars visible in. Well, I mean, that's how it is sometimes. But so the astronauts have discussed seeing stars with their naked eye. <laughs> really? No, I, I just, that's not why I thought that was funny. Okay. Um, all And also all the manned landings occurred during the daytime when the sun would have outshone the stars. So ah. It's, so it's the same yeah. reason that, like, you can't see the stars in the daytime yeah. here. Uh, and also, cameras may have been set to daylight exposures and would not have detected the stars. Okay. 
Um, some people point out that the angle and color of shadows are inconsistent. Okay, do they have a camera? Like, who's the cameraman on the crew? Uh, it was, uh, I think it was, it was attached to the lunar module. So no one was out there actually who could just do some hardcore editing. No. Okay, then that's. I don't believe so. They could have, I guess, after they were back I mean, in the module. When they got back, but they were. It was live. Yeah, the video, uh, the t- well, yes, yeah. the actual moonwalk was yeah. live. Yes. Um, yeah. So, the, but so a lot of these are pointing to the images, though. We yeah. all, we go to the, t- the 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 television broadcast comes up later. Yeah. So this is just about the images. People like to focus on these. Yeah. Because it's the easier thing to attack. Yeah, I guess. Well, um, yeah. And so the angle and the color of shadows are inconsistent, suggesting artificial lights were used. And so shadows on the moon are uh, are complicated because there's reflected light and uneven ground. Uh, as well as wide-angled lens distortion and lunar dust that kind of mess things up and make things look uh, wrong. And there's also several light sources in this scenario. There's the sun, there's sunlight reflected from Earth, there's sunlight reflected from the moon, and there's sunlight reflected from the astronauts and the lunar module. So there's lots of different light bouncing around, so it's uh, very easy that the shadows um, would have looked different or been in awkward uh, places. Um, identical backgrounds and photos that were cited as being taken miles apart. And so backgrounds were similar, but not identical. And so there's no atmosphere on the moon, obviously, or haze. Um, so objects far away appear closer and clearer. And they're in space. Yeah. Also, I said everywhere on the moon looks the same anyway. Yes. Yeah, like there's <laughs> nothing different. It's not like there's going to be a couch over on that side of the moon. Yeah. It's not. They weren't on the dark side of the moon. Some. Okay. I'm sorry. I had to. T- I had to take advantage of that. I was waiting to find a way to say dark side of the moon. <laughs> There's also, that's my favorite Transformers movie. Oh, that's, yeah. Darker the Moon? Yeah, that's not <laughs> Just kidding, that's not. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, some people point out that too many photos were taken. Why? Okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, do they want? what do you want from I me? Know. Like, and so, actually, NASA had simplified gear with fixed settings, which allowed two photos to be taken every second. Yeah, you want to get this moment. Yeah. You want to get the, the 360 cam. Um, so panoramic do, view. Some people point out that um, the photos contain artifacts like matching seas on rocks and the ground, which are considered by some to be studio props. Um, and these are likely printing imperfections as they do not appear in the original film. Um, here's one about TV. So Una Ronald of Perth, which is a pseudonym, said that she saw a Coke bottle roll across the screen during the broadcast. And then she also claims that several letters appeared in, the, in an Australian newspaper discussing the, the noticing uh, of the Coke bottle in the broadcast. Right, so let's attack this from if it was real and if it wasn't real. So first, let's hit it from what it probably is. It wasn't real. Something's wrong with her, and we might need to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> if she's still alive, that's Ooh, not Ronald, good. Yeah, yeah it, like, come on now, fam. You didn't see that. I know you didn't see that. She's actually um, sponsored by Coke. It, that probably is what happened. Yeah, like, what about Pepsi? <laughs> Folks said this, hey, you saw us up there. That's why Coke's number and one. Two, and two, maybe, maybe Buzz Aldrin likes Coke. <laughs> oh, my that's God. A, that's, no one thought about that. Maybe he said. Why was Buzz Aldrin your go-to astronaut? Because uh, who was the other one? Are you serious? 
Wasn't it like <laughs> guess? I, I'm not because I was gonna say John Carpenter. <laughs> what <laughs> the director? Yes. I uh, you ever heard this guy called uh, Neil Armstrong? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> Look, dude. Uh, Buzz Aldrin, Buzz Lightyear is like is how Did you say Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> dude, this is a tough. Never mind. Day. That's our rap name. This is a this is a tough day. But no, I don't know why I went to Buzz Aldrin <laughs> immediately. You're not even the most famous one. But maybe one of them, like the Coke, uh, Coke. So that's also an option. That's what you think, maybe. Yeah, that's a that's things. So she, she, so Una Ronald said this, but nobody has ever been able to find any such newspaper reports um, that claims um, that that that, yeah, that she mentioned, and um, claims like this has only been relied by this one source. There's not anybody else to back up her claims. So it's kind of just throwing it out there. I'm like, we get it. Which Also, it's like, if you're going for fame, why did she use a pseudonym, though? Well, because she, she doesn't want to seem too crazy. Oh, gotcha. You're going to go for fame. Um, some people also like to talk about the environment of the moon. And so theorists assert that astronauts would not have been able to survive the trip due to radiation exposure. Oh. exposure. Mm. Um, because they kind of passed through this thing called the Van Allen radiation belts, which... Um, are two belts of extreme radiation, one of them being more than the other. Um, what? Nothing, dude. But the astronauts were actually shielded from the ionizing radiation by the aluminum hulls of the spacecraft and the trajectory through the Van Allen radiation belts. Um, that was specifically chosen, that trajectory was specifically chosen to decrease radiation exposure. So they're saying that if they go in, when they'd be passing through, they would have been, people yeah. are saying they would have been fried. Fried. They would have been, like, fried by radiation. They would have never survived. Like, before they even hit the moon? Yeah, like, yeah. when they're going into the atmosphere? Yeah. Well, th- like, Russia proved that wasn't completely true. Well, they didn't go towards the moon. They did I don't think like, they passed they through the Van Allen radiation belt, though. Ah, they stopped before then? Yes. Well, ah. they kind of just orbited Earth, so they didn't go too... Ah, they were just showing off. Yeah, they weren't going too, too far out there. Yeah, they didn't want to risk it. I get it. Um, some people humane. some people say that camera film would have been ruined by the radiation exposure um, just from being on the moon itself. Oh, okay. Um, but film was actually kept in metal containers to prevent this very thing. So they're just coming out with, like, facts for everything that, you know, people. Mm-hmm. Um, some people say that the moon's surface is so hot that during the day, <laughs> the film would have melted. Is it warm? Is that proven that the... They're saying it would have melted the film. But I'm saying, is it? they say it's so hot. Is the surface of the moon proven to be really warm? Yeah, it is. Because there's no atmosphere to block it up. Right, to block oh, oh it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the whole sun and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, it's not hot enough to kill astronauts, but it's apparently hot enough... To kill film. Yeah. Um, but like I said, there's no atmosphere on the moon to efficiently bind um, the lunar surface heat... Two, defi- uh, two devices that are not in direct contact with it. Um, and so while the moon's surface does get very hot, all the landings were also done shortly after sunrise, where it's kind of cooler, and um, the film was never in direct sunlight. Ah. Which would have changed things drastically. So it was always on the dark side. Yeah. So that's kind of like, even though it's like the sun's hit always hitting, hitting, there's nothing to trap the heat. Yeah. So as soon as it gets not in the sunlight, it's not like... Yeah. You get me. So another fact. Um, the Apollo 16 crew, um, some people say, would not have survived because of a big solar flare that fired out during their travel. Um, um, but they actually would have because this never happened. Yeah. 
I'm guessing it never did, yeah. Um, so one, another a big thing people like to point to is the flag placed on the moon by the astronauts oh, fluttered yeah. despite there being no wind, suggesting that it was filmed on Earth um, where there was a breeze. And Sibril, who was mentioned earlier, said that it could have come from indoor fans that was used to cool the astronauts who were working in the heavy suits. That and also it looks wicked. Why wouldn't you? Why would you send a flag out there without some type of wind? Doesn't how cool is that picture of America? Yeah, being the first one to plant their flag down and say this is our mm-hmm. country. Okay, our I like, moon. I see where we're going. Our people. Thank you, Bill. I'm just saying. Uh, Clinton. Yeah. Um, and so there's actually a, people have um, kind of stuff to back this up. That why it was appeared to be fluttering, and so the flag was actually fastened onto a rod that was in the shape of an upside down L, rather than just a straight up rod, um, so that it would not hang down because that would have been yeah it would have not looked Tragic, aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Um, so only seemed to flutter when it was moved and without drag on the moon because of air. Um, this would have caused the free corner of the flag to swing on its own for some time, and also the flag was folded. And so the flag um, kind of appeared rippled, um, which people may have mistaken for movement. Ah, so another fact that they're hitting folks with. Yes. Good thing we didn't have a guest this week. (laughs) (laughs) This would have been a long show for them. (laughs) Um, Some people point out that footprints are remarkably well-preserved despite a lack of moisture on the moon. But the moon dust had not been weathered um, like earth sand and thus retains sharp edges, and this allows particles to stick together and hold their shape a lot easier. Mm. Um, And so we have some other issues here. The lunar modules made no blast craters or any sign of dust scatter. Um, And this is considered, um, this is actually considered to be expected in this scenario because their thrust was throttled down significantly during the final landing, um, and there was dust um, scattered, but it was very fine, so it would have been difficult to see in film or in the television broadcast. You, you know, I feel like, I know we have a lot of stuff probably still. There's a bit, and there's just some discussion I want to have at the end as well, just about some... But I feel like people just want to have something, like like I said earlier many times, there's this, like, this little time period of like history where people always want to like Something that Something that crazy. didn't happen that actually happened. Yeah, like I say from like the like, I say about post World War Two to like, like the seven. I wouldn't even say post. I'd say like nineteen forty to like, yeah, nineteen seventy five. Yeah, like to like like halfway through the seventies. <coughs> I feel like they really want like it to be more wild, you know, than it was. Hey, I do too. Because it's like it just now the real news is too wild. Yeah, it's more, it's more sexy, you know. Yeah. Like I, I hate to use that word, but it's a sexy time period. Yeah. To have random stuff happen. LSD, the Cold War, drugs. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know. Roswell, New Mexico. Yeah, you just had all like these sexy events happening, and you want them to just you know you want them to have that there because it makes it seem cooler than Mm -hmm. it was, and it also makes people feel like. Man, like, imagine if I was back there, I could have been alive for some of that wild Mm -hmm. stuff that was going on. But it always ends up, like, not as wild as, like, it could have been, you know? Like, this could easily, like, 
this is not that hard of a thing to be like this ain't like really this to dispute. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, but also there's only one person that can really dispute it, or like one entity, which is NASA. Like, there's yeah, no, no one else was there. Yeah, no one was there in the building or on the moon. Easy. Oh yeah, don't you know, don't come after me, but. Like no one was there during that to really be like, hey, you know, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's not like we haven't seen when stuff goes left from NASA. Like, yeah, it'd be interesting. It, I believe this more if it was like we've never seen anything for NASA go left. Everything was always good. Mm-hmm. But we literally seen before a group of people go into the air, flying, and then explode. Yeah. So it's like NASA's had its moments. Exactly. Where Which it is what people left. pointed out too. It's like why would they? What do they have to hide? Yeah, like why would they cover? But maybe this? it's because this is kind of like the pinnacle, the peak of NASA. What is it? I think you could consider it to you be. Can, yeah, I guess you can consider this the, <coughs> the golden era. I'm effort. sorry, folks. I'm so sick. I guess you can consider this the golden era of like NASA, like their biggest That's, well, moment. The golden era of like technological development, like no, nothing like this has ever been done prior, and has never hasn't been done really since. Well, I'm saying for NASA, period. Like, ain't nobody checking for NASA in these streets. Yeah. And the U.S. is, I believe, um, NASA, an entity, is the only one that's actually better than the moon. The Soviets just never tried after it or never really went after it after we had succeeded. Because, like, what's the point? Yeah, what's the point of going up there now, you know? Um, but just get back into some of the evidence real quick, um, last little bit. Some people will point out that the second stage of the launch rocket and module ascent stage had no visible flame. Um but the modules used a film, uh, excuse me, a film, a fuel, is what I should have said, used a fuel that was used for its simplicity and reliability. And so they actually ignites without any need for a spark and produces a nearly transparent exhaust. Why has NASA got, like, they got these facts oh, wait, ready. You wait, because this actually kind of comes up later. Um, some people ask, why didn't the modules make any mark on the moon dust but footprints did? Um, and this kind of boils down to concentr- uh, the pressure per area. And so the boots were much more concentrated in that sense, whereas the lunar landing uh, equipment was much larger. <clears throat> um, people will say that the air conditioning units that were part of the spacesuits could not have worked in that environment. But actually, the cooling units could only work in the vacuum of space yeah, okay, first off. Due, to a, due to how it worked, which was with quick vaporization of water, which formed a layer of ice. You're sending people. To, it's like you're not. It's not like they're sending people to the the market. You're mm-hmm. sending people to like space. Like so th- you're gonna do training for like years. I'm I not have, gonna go up there. I have one more thing, and then DC. I get to the stuff that isn't as easily answered. Like that, you might have a problem with. Okay. Okay. So give me one second. Some people say that there is a delay in communications that should have been longer than two seconds due to the distance, but this is probably due to audio editing um, for time constraints or clarity. And so this leads to the biggest, what I consider to probably be the biggest piece um, of stuff that makes you question it. And so Apollo, excuse me, um, blueprints and design development drawings of the machines used for the Apollo 11 uh, launch, the um, the tapes, which contained telemetry and high-quality video of the first moonwalk, those are just missing. Like they're gone? Yeah. Like Audi? No one knows where they are. At all. Really? Like, just no one, like, they just yeah, so dipped off? Yeah, it has blueprints, design development drawings of the machines used. It has uh, telemetry information and high-quality video of that first moonwalk for Apollo 11. Oh, high-quality video for it. And so there is some footage, but all their stuff is really bad. 
So someone tiptoed in their Jordans and like ran off. And so this is actually wanted both for posterity reasons and for historical aid to current NASA engineers to kind of work on future stuff. And they still haven't found it. Yeah, so these tapes were sent to the uh, U.S. National Archives in 1970, but by 1984, all had been returned to the Goddard Space Flight Center by request. Excuse me. Um, It is here that the tapes are supposed to be stored, um, as Goddard had been storing around 35,000 new tapes um, a year by 1967, or since 1967. Yeah. In November of 2006, Cosmos Online reported that 100 data tapes um, recorded in Australia during the Apollo 11 mission had been found in a small marine science lab in the main physics building at the Curtin University of Technology in Perth. Oh, um, so Amelia Perth comes back. Um, here's actually the thing about, I never I didn't mention it because I I didn't know how to fit it in here necessarily. But there's some <laughs> the stuff about Australia is because Australia was deemed to have the highest quality footage of the moon landing of anywhere else. Ah. Uh. Um, so they have the, the allegedly they found a hundred of the data tapes of the ones that have been missing. Um, but in July of 2009, NASA indicated that it had probably just erased the Apollo 11 moon footage so it could reuse the tape. What? Uh-huh. Why? What? I know. That's what I thought, too. I'm like, what? You're erasing the moon, the first moonwalk footage, the high-quality video of it? That makes no sense. <laughs> that, but once again, someone got lost their job. this isn't all the footage, um, but left behind was very poor quality footage and actually they've actually um, underwent an expensive restoration program um, began later in the year in 2009 to kind of upgrade the quality of this and work on making it clear. Someone got fired for that? Yeah, could you imagine? Out of all tapes? That's, that's what makes me think. First of all, if they're like, oh, probably was a race, we don't know. We're guessing. I'm like, that's absurd. You're NASA. That's two. Okay, that leads to two things. Tinfoil hat on. Okay. Well, the first one would be somebody was just like, I'm taking this. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting it in my house for the future. Oh, the tapes? Yeah. Yeah. And option two is NASA must be doing some wild stuff for them to just be like, ah, get this tape out of here. They probably got some lit stuff. All the alien footage they couldn't uh, keep. They don't care about that. But like <laughs> the other lit stuff that they're probably low key like, we need this more. Like they're like, we need a tape, Jimmy. We got to record this, like, We got to record the season finale of MASH. The series finale. What? Like, what? no one cares about MASH. Actually, I'm pretty sure it was done by this point anyway. Exactly. MASH was the 60s, but... Whoa. This was also the 60s. But MASH was, like, the the early 60s. Let me look at what it Or mid-60s. 1983. Oh, wow. Come Shout on. Grant's like, there is no MASH. What is MASH? No one <laughs> watched <laughs> Oh, exactly. Matter was important. Yeah, yeah it was a monumental a, in yes, terms of it television. A, it was a huge, biggest watch season finale, whatever, because everyone didn't have anything else to watch. That, yeah, that's, pr- like, that's, that's pretty it was much just it. Just Mash, like it was like, oh, I'm gonna turn Mash on. I was just watching Mash the other day. You are old. I've <laughs> <laughs> never, never turned on Mash for no reason. <laughs> Gosh, but. Yeah, no, that's a wild thing to just get rid of, you know, out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy. Okay, so I got a little bit left here. Well, actually, no, at the same time, we're out of, if, if you're thinking about the government just out of nowhere lost a whole bunch of footage from yeah. MKUltra, like, this is light. Well, that's like they tried to destroy it. 
Well, allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, it was water damage. Exactly. So this could have been water damage too. It could have been like the water gets everywhere. You feel like they would know. Why would they own that? <laughs> could have been. They're taped like, nah. It. Someone taped over it. Whoops. Exactly. They probably like somebody was. It was Jim's wedding, and they were like, "We need something to record this moment." What do you want to watch? Soul Train. What? No. Okay. Seventies. Is Soul Train? Yeah. Well, they re. They didn't like immediately erase the tapes. But it probably they, they had it for a minute, and they're like, "Ah, but you don't want to turn. It's not. You don't want to record Soul Train." I mean, you want to record Soul Train, but they probably have other tapes for that. Okay. But yeah, so I mean, I can see them that happening, I guess. Uh, so others, this last bit, others point to the fact that the Soviet Union never managed to conduct a successful manned moonshot. So if the Soviets couldn't, and they were comparable in terms of technology to us, why, how, how were we able to? Um, that sounds like a Soviet Union person said, yeah. <laughs> said that one. You will also point to the deaths of 10 people in an apparent cover-up killings, but those have been pretty disputed. Um, Why would you only kill 10 of 400,000 people? Yeah, exactly. Because they knew too much. They were in the studio at the time. Who knows? They were in the stew. Um, and so NASA issued a sharp co- uh, denial in 1977. They were really mad and were like, these people are idiots if they believe this. In 2002, Dude, NASA... I want my credit. This part I think is interesting. You B-I-T-C-H's. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was harsh. Yeah. Um, in 2002, NASA granted $15,000 to James Oberg for a commission to write a point-by-point rebuttal of the hoax claims. But this was canceled a few months later um, because NASA was criticized cris- excuse me, criticized um, for only dignifying the conspiracy theories. Someone was really pissed off at NASA. They're like, I did it. I landed on He's the like, moon. I was, it was there. It was God. Buzz Aldrin. He was like, I was on the moon. Please I was there, believe me. dude. Like, get off of my back. Um, other people see NASA's um, persistence to prove that it actually happened as them being clearly rattled by the clans. I also see it as, I want my credit. I was there. Yeah. I want my credit. In 2004, Martin Hendry and Ken... First off, by the way, most of y'all want credit just for small things. Yeah. You want credit that she was able to make a dinner. Yeah, you want credit that she was able to follow a spaghetti recipe that grandmama (laughs) passed down several years. So you would really want your credit for if you landed on the moon first. Yeah. Um, they're going on. Uh, in 2004, Martin Hendry and Ken Skelton of the University of Glasgow uh, were awarded a grant by the UK-based Particle Physics and Astronomy Research Council to investigate the theories um, about the moon landing hoax. And in November 2004, they gave a lecture where they individually addressed and refuted the top 10 claims by conspiracy theorists. An alleged lack of evidence from major conservatories um, would suggest that they are also complicit to some people. Why would people that's the last in Glasgow be? That's the last bit of information I have, but I wanted to just say this real quick: is that I think the idea that it's easier to fake the moon landing than to actually conduct it is a very believable idea. Yes, but since there's no evidence that actually supports it whatsoever, in fact, there's like a resounding lack of evidence. Um, there's n- there's nothing there. I, I there's no way we obviously don't believe. I don't at least I don't believe it. I don't that it was either. a hoax. Yeah. Um I know some people um like I mentioned a couple weeks ago that I was trying to get on here, but they they got scared, I guess. Um people believe that we didn't land in nineteen sixty nine, but we landed um later on 
but we didn't need to land in 1969, so we just we just faked it f- until we made it, you know. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's interesting to think about um, that, we, and it's, it, we definitely could say we had a lot on the line. We did. Um, and so you can understand. Sort of. So the, people believe that Disney, the corporation, was complicit in it. A script was written by Arthur C. Clarke, who's a uh, pretty famous. A pretty prolific uh, science fiction author, and it was directed by Stanley Kubrick. This for the whole f- the video. All three of those names wouldn't have worked together. No. No. Stanley Kubrick was working on 2001: A Space Odyssey at the time, and, and they saw some of the footage from that, and they're like, "We want you to make the moon landing." And also, this was also pushed forward um, by the Flat Earth Society. It sucked to work with Stanley Kubrick for some folks. Yeah, but he was a genius, so. Yeah, well, yeah. He was a perfectionist. Well, a lot of things slide that genius. He was a perfectionist. That's why they can't prove any of this stuff. He made it so perfectly. He made it so perfect. No, okay. That's my favorite Stanley Kubrick movie, is the moon landing. <laughs> First, God. First off, Disney, that's wild. Like, they just would be out here doing this. Yeah. Like, which it, paused from making, I don't know what they were making, probably in the 60 area. Yeah, that's a good thing to Google. I almost said Snow White, but that's fifties. No, that was uh, that was thirties. <laughs> Bend me over and call me Sally. Yeah, because there's I... all that. St- well, this is not exactly thirties. That is a terrible term. What you just said? No, yeah, just go with Google. Uh, so 1964 was Mary Poppins. <laughs> oh, okay. That uh, was big. That's a big. Also one. did um, Swiss Family Robinson. That doesn't matter. Absent-minded professor. Okay. Pollyanna. Yeah, they kind of needed the moon landing. The Parent there. Trap. Wow. That darn cat. Okay, that had a rough year. The Love Bug. We're talking about Herbie. The Three Lives of Thomasina. Okay, they're having a rough year. I don't even want to need Follow me, boys. I don't. <laughs> is that the movie? That's a movie? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Follow me, boys. It's got boy. an exclamation point at the end, too. Okay, I don't even need to know. What about the Moon Spinners? Oh, <laughs> maybe that's them wink, wink, and nodding to that. Or my favorite. Babes in Toyland. Okay, so uh, let's just <laughs> let's just say they had a rough year in that time. Oh, here's another one: the Moon Pilot. Oh, <laughs> so they've been giving you wink, winks, and a nod to that. So Ugh. no, that's no. What? There's a Rascal movie. <laughs> Sorry. This okay. is yeah. Let's just back to this discussion we're having. Yes. No, like I said, I just like I think it's that a period that people. I feel like in like 20 years. This period we're in right now, people are going to be like, but like, you know, like, did, does Tom really wear flannels or something like that? Like, I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, it'll be be like many conspiracy theories about stuff that, like, are the dumbest things. Like, you know. Yeah. I feel like it happens all the time. So, So you want to get into a discussion. What is your discussion questions you have? Well, it's not so much a discussion question, but. So, you. How, I don't know how to put mm. this without seeming like we're playing into it, but how open-minded are you to the possibility, why are you laughing so hard for? What is going on? We're just going to go past it, um, and you'll listen back, and you'll see. I can't see Grant's face, so probably he was like making faces at him. No, you're going to listen to this, and you're going <laughs> to go back, and you're going to listen, and you're going to catch what you said, and you're going to well, laugh I said? about it. Yes. But into this, go to your back to what you were saying. I'll tell you off when we're done. 
Okay. Mic's off. You just had to point, draw a bunch of attention to it, though. I know. So people would now look and be like, that's what? What did he say? Okay, so what I was going to say is that, um, how open-minded are you to the idea that this was a hoax? Um, not really. At all. So you're 100% sold that it's not? Uh, like 90, 90%. 90%? I'll give him a 10% chance. But do you believe they're... they're I believe they probably discussed it. What do you think happened with the tapes, I guess, is the biggest discussion we could have. All right, so first off... Do you really think it was taped over? Okay. That first, seems ridiculous. Let me tell you. First off, I think they probably discussed it as they're like, they were going hard in the paint, mm-hmm. but they were like, if this goes left, like, worse comes to worse, we'll like... Fake it. We'll fake it. Mm-hmm. But like, the tape thing... I honestly, like, I don't know how you do that. I don't think yeah. they taped over it. Maybe you know, it, honestly, what I think happened, they probably accidentally destroyed it, and that was, like, a better way to... Yeah, there's that. But also, they said that, that Goddard's place had th- was storing 35,000 tapes a year. I don't know how many tapes were involved in this yeah. particular thing, but if they're starts, that's a lot of tapes a year. So yeah. maybe they just, like, haven't got or haven't found it yet. That, too. That could that's be a lot thing. of tapes you got to watch to figure out which one's the moon landing. I'm stuff. just saying, like, I think maybe they destroyed it on accident. Like, someone, like, it's a tape. It fell in. It just broke or something like that. It's something mm-hmm. accidentally happened. And they were, like, the best way to handle this without people saying, oh, you're destroying tapes would mm-hmm. be, like, I don't know, like, we taped over it on accident. We have so many tapes, we ran out of tapes, you know, so we just accidentally popped it in there, and next thing we know, it's, yeah. not, it's, it's whatsamacallit, moonwalking on the moon. And suddenly Clark still has a job. Huh? And suddenly Clark still has a job. Yeah, it's a way to keep, you know, it's the boss's son, mm-hmm. he messed up, it was his one job was to keep tapes, and, you know, we can't let this happen, so they, that was their way to keep his job, you know? I think it's interesting that this was started by an American person. The conspiracy. Yeah, it really seems you would like think a Soviet thing. It would be a thing. Soviet thing that they were like, fine, if we can't beat them, then we're just going to say that it was fake and we're going to kind of drum up some um, disbelief. Because that's a strong thing. Like, that's a strong defense being like, we couldn't do it. So how could they do it? Mm-hmm. Because, like, they we were on the same level at that point. I mean, like, we were like, like, not same level, but we're like, we were like, up and down, like yeah. One, one. I mean, they beat us to the moon. Yeah, uh, uh, to I mean, the, to the to space. space. Yes. So they were like had at the time. They looked like they had the best chance of getting up there, and for us to like out of nowhere just pop up in there, like yo, we here. It just didn't seem right. Mm-hmm. So I can see a Soviet person. Maybe, what's his name? Do we check his background? He might be Russian. Casing. Yeah. Can we look it up? That sounds Russian. Keep talking. I don't know if it does. I don't know my Russian last name. I'm just maybe he has like some Russian blood. Oh, he or... just died in 2005. Oh, poor Steve. Uh, his name is Bill. Poor, <laughs> average name. Um, he was born in like... Illinois, Chicago. What I'm saying, he we knew it was great. It was a great migration time. You know, they could have migrated from you know, Russia, started a family, and he could have been. Like, you know what? That's not good. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I don't know what that was. But they could have been like, you know what? I'm riding for my boys back home. This is what his early history says. Casing joined the United States Navy in 1940 as a midshipman. Man, midshipman. He attended officer training school at the University of Southern California. In 1949, he received the Bachelor of Arts in English from the University of Redlands. He later worked for a time as a furniture maker. <laughs> <laughs> what a sh- arch degree into, uh, uh, you know, furniture maker. 
That's a oh, to be fair, life. he did resign from Rocket Diner. He was hired in 1963 for personal reasons. He was like, I know about the stuff going down here. I can't do I'm this out. anymore. But yeah, I mean, I the the tape being like taped over is wow. He also claimed that NASA staged the Apollo One fire and the space shuttle Challenger accident, right, yeah. deliberately murdering the astronauts on board. This dude is insane. Yeah, so that that kills yeah. his all his credibility. But yeah. Oh, he said he suggested that NASA might have learned that these astronauts were about to expose the conspiracy and needed to guarantee their silence. Doesn't matter, dude. He sucks. He's not good at his job. But that's how I feel about it. I think it was real. I mean, okay, I just want to read this because this is really weird. Casing believed that there is a high level conspiracy involving the Central Intelligence Agency the Federal Reserve, the International Revenue Service, and other government agencies to brainwash the American public, poison their food supply, and control the media. All right, so Casey's just crazy. <laughs> so back to, to the moon landing. And my conclusion, I think it's like, I think it's 100% a thing. In 1996, if he you filed a hear... defamation lawsuit in, in Santa Cruz County uh, against Jim Lovell for calling his claims, quote, wacky. <sighs> You know, <laughs> okay, so I'm not talking. I was like, that's and that was much more nuts than just like being like, ah, the moon landing's fake. Well, Tom will be writing an article about him on something. So, yeah, <laughs> you like I said, the website, which is not for this podcast. Yeah, but like I said, <laughs> and like to me, it just feels like it was like it definitely happened. They can't make that up. They we definitely landed on the moon. Yeah, it was yeah. that'd be too much work. So, yeah. all right, do you have any other thoughts? Nah, that's it. Uh, I actually didn't say at the beginning, but. I saw say it now that just because we talked about the moon landing doesn't mean we obviously we don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, we, don't uh, believe we just it. talked about it because it's interesting and it's incredibly popular and pervasive, um, a piece of popular culture. Um, so it's a it's an interesting thing to learn about and also learn how resounding the lack of evidence is. Why, if you know someone that believes um, that the moon landing was fake, just direct them to this episode so we can just ruin ruin that. Well, I mean, hopefully they're still having a good day though. Well, we want to ruin their beliefs though. Yeah. We want to, we want to uh, educate them. Yep, the good old days. But yeah. So. All right. So, uh, you know, I, I I did it last time, so I'll do this time too because I don't want to go through all the URLs again. You're listening to this somehow. You can listen other ways too. SoundCloud, Central Michigan Live website, iTunes, Spotify, all those places. You can listen to this podcast and other podcasts from Central Michigan Life, including Notable. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I hear. Yeah, I hear. It is. So go check those out. You can follow us on our Twitter at the podcast fifty one. We post links there. Uh, our Instagram, which has been dead for a little bit, my my B, yeah, which is um, at podcast fifty one. Uh, but we have the links there um, on all those places. We post those when, when the episodes come out. So go check those out. Um, but um, next week is our. We're gonna see. We're not sure what we're gonna do for the summer yet. Um, we're gonna figure that out this week later uh, later in the week. But next week will kind of be the end to the episodes we record for this season um, yeah. formally. Uh, and we're going to do, um, give you guys some, build some anticipation. We're doing Area 51, mm-hmm. which you may have noticed is what this podcast is named after. Yeah, so that's that's what it is. Hey, can you be a little more excited, please? I mean, yeah, but that's what it is. I'm just saying. You want me to, you want me to throw my <laughs> thing out there? I'm a little hungry. You want me to throw my thing out? The the, the thing? Yeah. Uh, No, I want to say something first. Uh Oh. All right. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Tom Delore. And 
I'm Amir Bankston. Uh, stay spooky, stay curious, and stay awesome. And all shout out to everybody who listens on the SoundCloud link, the two people that do. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all, folks. Good night.